I'm glad you chose to join us today. Today's date is January 10, year 2021. The text I'll be reading out of uh, today will be Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 9. A little housekeeping, we will be receiving communion together next week. So I tell you now, so you can get your supplies gathered and we will receive communion, communion together. Again, I'll be reading out of Mark chapter 1, and I'll be starting at verse 9. I'll be reading out of the New International Version. It goes as follows. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open, and the Spirit descended on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Bow your heads with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I think of this uh, uh, passage of Scripture. It's not unfamiliar with us. We're actually very familiar with it. But this morning, I pull out this event how the Spirit, your Holy Spirit, ascended on Jesus. And to hear the words, You are my Son, whom I am well pleased. Father, we recognize you are the real teacher here via your Holy Spirit. So Lord, we just ask you to use these words, you use this text to speak words of truth, life, encouragement into each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Our text actually picks up where I was preaching from uh, last month, speaking of John the Baptist, where John uh, gives us this testimony about Jesus. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandal I'm not worthy to even stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you the Holy Spirit. So while John the Baptist was baptizing in the Jordan, here comes Jesus to be baptized by him. The gospel writer Matthew, he gives us this account because uh, there's an, actually a dialogue between the two. This is Matthew 3, 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. From our text today, verse 10, uh, after Jesus was baptized, they said that it was the, the sky torn open. That stood out to me. I looked and uh, it appeared that word usage only appeared one other time, and that was uh, in, the, in the one other time in the gospel. And that's when Jesus gave up his spirit while he was on the cross. And the curtain was torn from the top down. Torn open. The word torn. 
It's as if Mark is telling us from the very start of the gospel that heaven's going to be torn open through the ministry of Jesus Christ. It's as if he's saying there's a new sheriff in town. Things are going to be different around here. And we know that to be true. It's as if Jesus is saying, we, the Father and the Holy Spirit and I will be looking at your hearts and your motives instead of outward appearances from here on out. And as the water was cascading off Jesus as he stood up, the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. This sign from heaven would become a, a significant event for John the Baptist later when John the Baptist himself would question, is this really the one? Is this really the Messiah? Or is there one going to be coming after this one? Not only was the sky torn open, but a voice from heaven spoke. This is, uh, this is significant. Uh, this is not only significant, but it's a little scary. Thankfully, this does not happen very often because uh, it does not happen very often, like, like never. It would be like uh, walking down the street, minding your own business, hands in your pocket, whistling a little tune, when out of nowhere, something jumps out at you, surprising you. The readers of Mark are given an opportunity to hear the most personal conversation between Jesus and his heavenly father, known, known to us as recorded. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. All through Jesus's ministry, people have been trying to figure out who this Jesus is. And Mark tells us, this is God's son. Also, we get the, the through Mark, we get the, the beginning of the concept of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, all three in one. But even today, people wrestle with Jesus's identity. Who is this man, Jesus? We could go back. The disciples, they were trying to figure out who is this man. Remember when Jesus was on the boat and he was sound asleep and the waves were coming over the side? They wake Jesus up and Jesus rebukes the wind and the waves and they were saying, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey? And then when uh, Jesus came walking in the night to the disciples on water, who is this? How about Jesus' family? They were trying to figure out who Jesus was. Remember early in Jesus' ministry, uh, there was a crowd in the house and Jesus is teaching and healing and the family are trying, uh, Jesus' mother and Jesus' brother are outside trying to get to Jesus because they thought he was delusional. That was when Jesus gives instructions to who, who really is his mother and brothers. And he said, 
Those who obey my teachings are my mother, my brothers, my family. Aaron was trying to figure out who uh, this uh, Jesus was. He was trying to figure it out, and, and he was thinking in his mind, possibly uh, it was John the Baptist who came to back to life because he had John the Baptist beheaded. And now who is this figure that the crowds are going to? Religious leaders were trying to figure out who this man was. They were jealous of him because he taught with authority. And he would do things that no one else has ever done. And blasphemy because he claimed to be God's son. And Jesus asked, who do you say I am? How and when will people ever recognize that Jesus is the King of Kings, God's Son? One more thing that stood out to me when I was doing this, and that was uh, God's approval of his Son. A voice came from heaven, you are my Son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Jesus got to hear his father say out loud, you are my son. I love you and I'm proud of you. When I was letting that absorb, three things came to my mind. <laughs> First thing that came to my mind was, wow, how cool to hear your father say, I love you. How cool it is of Jesus to be able to hear his heavenly father say out loud, I love you and I'm proud of you. The other thing that came to my mind was how many kids never or seldom hear these words of affirmation and affection from their earthly father. I had to say, ouch. Which brings up my third point. It's personal. Did I and do I affirm my own children with encouragement and love? Well, to cover my bases, I text them all, three of them, <laughs> words of love and affirmation this week. But it's a challenge for us. And to think that God would say, I love you, son, and I'm proud of you, so everyone can hear it. I don't know if you are aware of this, but a compliment is good. Without a doubt, a compliment is good. But it's much better when it's said in public. How cool is that? And yet, I believe he is trying to communicate that very message to all those who have accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. To all those who have put their faith and confidence in God and God's saving power through Jesus Christ, I believe he is saying those exact words to you now. Can you hear it? I realize that if you were raised in a family where you didn't hear the words of affirmation and love, this can be a difficult thing to accept. 
but it's still true. Christ followers, God loves you. I want you to uh, put your name. And I'd like for you to, in this spot, I'd like for you to uh, visualize God saying this. I love you and I'm proud of you. I love you, John Hardeman, and I'm proud of you. The gospel can actually be summarized up in that one sentence. Just think every time that our Heavenly Father looks down here on earth, he sees you and he smiles and thinks, you are my dear child and I'm delighted with you. Can you think of another way he can say those words that you would believe him? How much more can he demonstrate it than to give his one and only son to take our place as a payment for our sin? Not his sins. He's sinless, but for our sins, my sins. One of the first songs uh, Christian families teach their children is Jesus Loves Me. I remember uh, reciting it to our kids, singing it to them while I held them in my arms. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I didn't know all the verses, so I just keep on repeating them, but I had the luxury of having the verses in front of me. Jesus loves me, this I know, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Jesus loves me, this I know, as he loved so long ago, taking children on his knee, saying, let them come to me. Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin, let his little child come in. Jesus loves me still today. Walking with me on my way, he's prepared a home for me, and someday his face I'll see. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Not as young as you used to be. I just said that this week, and uh, uh, somebody said, yeah, that's kind of obvious. As I was looking for the lyrics so I didn't have to pull out my hymnal, I was online and I found this. I've heard it before, but I forgot about it. There's a senior's version for Jesus Loves Me. Jesus loves me, this I know, though my hair is white as snow. Though my sight is growing dim, still he bids me trust in him. Though my steps are all so slow, with my hand in his, I'll go. On through life, let come what may. He'll be there to lead the way. Though I'm no, young, no longer young, I have much which he begun. Let us serve Christ with a smile. Go with others the extra mile. When the nights are dark and long, in my heart, he puts a song. 
telling me in words so clear, have no fear, for I am near. When my work on earth is done and life's victories have been won, he will take me home above, then I'll understand his love. I love Jesus, does he know? Have I ever told him so? Jesus loves to hear me say that I love him every day. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Will you bow your head with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, you love us. And I love you. May we go through this week with the love and assurance of this love because you took our place, you demonstrated it. There can't be a, a greater demonstration. You took our place on the cross. But you also love us as if we hear your voice as you look down upon us. I love my child with whom I am well pleased. And may we, the listening audience, take that to heart and live our lives with the assurance that we are okay because we are following Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, don't forget communion next week. And until we meet again, God bless you.